Hey guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. I'm your host, Lawrence Doan, and tonight we're joined by Dr. Ricky Lim. Dr. Ricky Lim was born in Korea, grew up in Auckland before moving to Sydney. He studied dentistry at JCU before embarking on his dental career in Sydney. Ricky has strong interest in all fields of dentistry, but has taken further training in composite resin, porcelain crowns, veneers, and oral surgery, including wisdom teeth removals and dental implants by some of the world-renowned dentists and specialists. Ricky likes to spend time with his family and friends on weekends. He's picking up photography as a hobby and also likes to play racket sports and snowboarding. Dr. Ricky Lim, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. So you mentioned you have a special interest in restorative dentistry, prosthodontics and oral surgery. Tell us all about your CBD journey so far and what you've been getting up to this year. So I've been working for about uh, four and a half years. I think I started my CPD journey with um, learning about, you know, dental photography. My first major course was probably um, with Didier Dishi. Um, he's a dentist from Switzerland with... Um, a huge restorative background, went with a bunch of friends, you know, it was more of a, a bit of a holiday in Brisbane, but, you know, it turned out to be a massive CPD, you know, I, I learned so much from it. And I think just a fairly early exposure um, to really good CPD sparked my interest in, 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 in restorative dentistry. And following that, I did, you know, um, some courses on occlusion because I was seeing a lot of um, toothwear cases that, that, that I wanted to um, plan well and execute well. And um, I did the mini residency in um, fixed prosthodontics by Tony Rotondo and Michael Mandikos. That was a really good course. Did some implant courses as well. Well, let me help you out here. So you, you mentioned Didier Dici. You know, not yeah. a lot of recent graduates probably know who that person is. I mean, you know, he's a pretty well-renowned um, um, dentist. How did you come across him um, and deciding to go and do in this course? Because I'm sure that course wasn't um, cheap either for a new grad. Didier Dici. I don't know how I found out about him, but um, I don't know probably would have been on in, um, Facebook or something. There's so much information on Facebook and, and, you know, being a dental student, I was, I was, you know, probably DPR, you know, what well, was, was a platform where, where I saw really amazing dentistry and, and really inspired me and um, must, have, must have come across. I don't know if you know, Maxim Belagrad, he, he, he learned from Didi Dishi as well. Um, I, I think I just, you know, one thing led to him. another and then that's how you found yeah, out about yeah, the course yeah. and that's how you ended up there yeah. and, then, and then yeah yeah one of my friends said oh he's coming to australia let's go let's um have a cpd yeah let's do a yeah. CPD. yeah then you mentioned um the occlusion you mentioned about the midi residency tell us a little bit about that and how, how you found it oh just 
really good. I, I think, um, you know, not, not saying that, you know, doing <laughs> direct restoration such as cast two is simple, but if you're doing something like dental implants or if you're doing, um, if you're changing someone's occlusion by increasing the vertical dimension, I think you really need to have a good fundamental knowledge and, you know, to be honest, I, I don't think I graduated dentistry knowing too much about it. So, you know, again, Facebook, it's, it's a great platform to, to, to get recommendations for courses and um, went to Tom Giblin's occlusion. Course. I think it was, it's called like bait occlusion basics or, or, or fundamentals and occlusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I did that and yeah, it was, it was fantastic, really hands-on mini residency. It was, um, mostly lectures no no hands-on um I probably went 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 in thinking again my friend recommended I was just (laughs) I'll just be like yeah sure let's go um um, and and you know I I wasn't looking for hands-on course so um it was great It, it just picked you know a couple of important topics in prosthodontic specialty and those really well known specialists you know, Tony Rotondo and Michael Mandikos just um, gave you a summary lecture on, on some of those key topics and, and it was great. Yeah. Sure. Um, some of what, you know, most people that follow you on Instagram probably notice your wax up game is phenomenal. And I mean, I don't know many dentists who spent as much time doing their wax ups themselves as much as yourself. Um, how did you learn that attention to detail? Don't think my wax up is, is, you know, has that much attention to detail, but um, I think probably came from watching my technicians. Um, I, th- I think I learned a lot from them. I, I mean, I've only been working for four and a half years, so I haven't, you know, I, I think all relationships take time. So um, can't say, you know, I've had a long time to build relationship with relationships with them, but you know, if, if you, if you spend the time communicating with them, then, um, you know, they'll be more than happy for you to come over and, and, you, you know, you, you can, you can watch them do the work. And I think wax up really helped me understand the morphology. So, you know, when you do a good wax up and, 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 and you feel it with your fingers, um, you get a three-dimensional understanding of a tooth. And I think that's, that's, you know, probably as important as taking good photos and, and looking at good, good, nicely photographed teeth. So um, I was just still passionate about it. Yeah. Did you did you work on many bars of soap? No, never. I, 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 <laughs> I haven't done any of it. Um, and I I probably did the wax up with the intention of um, you know I'm I'm still very analog. I don't do digital wax ups, but I send a case to a technician. Sometimes it comes back, and and you know there's a couple of things that I want to change. Maybe I might not, not, not notice it when I get it back immediately, but when I do try it in the patient's mouth and there's certain things that I need to change, um, if I can change it without sending back to the technician, then chances that, you know, patient can, you know, try it in, in, in the mouth sooner. Or, or sometimes, you know, maybe a better way is if you know how to do wax ups well, then you can probably skip a couple of steps and do some, some form of mock-up directly in the mouth with composite resin. But I think it all came from similar idea that um yeah i want to be able to modify some of the work that comes from the technician 
So Fair uh, yeah, yeah. To customize it and make it yourself and then tailor it for the patient, being able to not be able, I mean, not just taking the work and then transferring, but also being able to adjust it for the patient in chair that you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, uh, on your Instagram, you've recently become a master guide clinician in 2020. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, that, that needs to be edited. Um, it's been postponed, <laughs> you know, um, since COVID. So, um, it was supposed to, re um, resume this year, but the current lockdown postponed it again. So who knows when it's going to finish. I, I, so that's a really good course. I, I, um, you know, I, I have been enjoying it. There's four modules. Um, it's a one year long implant residency kind of program. Um, two years in your case, hey? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years <laughs> in my case. Um, I've done about two modules so far and it's been great. Cool, cool. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Like what, what made you pick it and, you know, what are you getting out of it? Um, so when I started it, you know, they, they didn't have other implant programs in Australia. So I know that in Melbourne they have ARIA. Um, in Sydney they have is it AIA. Uh, there's, there's a couple now but you know back in 2019 um they only had guide so maybe not only guide but guide was one of the more mature programs and um i don't know where when i did the program um quite a lot of people told me that it's for those that have placed you know like 50 implants or 100 implants or have some form of experience but i, I didn't have that but um i still thought you know, it's probably true to say that if you have some experience, then you'll get more out of a specific CPD. But, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll probably get something out of it regardless. Yeah, so I guess what you're trying to say is like, yes, it may be a little bit more um, intermediate to slash advanced, but what you're saying is that, you know, you got to start somewhere and, you know, a, a program such as this is that's been well represented is a good platform to get to. And that's not to say that, you know, I'm thinking, you know, your, your implant is going to, education is going to stop there. You're planning on taking, building it on it in the future and doing more implant um, yeah, courses, great. I assume. Yeah. I was, I was happy to spend the money. So. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good. So, I mean, we've mentioned a few CPDs, but, you know, of all those CPDs, you know, and amongst any other ones that we haven't mentioned, what's had the biggest clinical impact on your dentistry today? No, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I, I think Didier Dishy's um, composite hands-on course was, was really good. Mini residency in, in fixed prosthodontics, that, that really um, was, was great for me. Yeah, Michael Mandikos, Tony Rotondo, great educators great background um they they can you know they're so experienced they can answer any questions right um they're so humble too so um it was a huge not necessarily a wake-up call but you know it really made me realize that it's important to have these professional attributes as well um not 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 just doing good work but you know just being really nice as well so um i think yeah mini residency I'd, I'd have to choose that because it was the most comprehensive CPD that I've done. Um, even though it didn't have much hands-on, but it also taught me to, you know, slow down because in, originally when, when I, when I read the pamphlet, I thought, Oh, um, you know, when I do this course, I should be able to do, you know, full math rehabs without much 
uh, hesitations or without much hurdles. But what it actually taught me is that it's 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 important to break it down, um, take it slow, do proper diagnosis, um, yeah, treatment yeah. Plan well, yeah. So I mean, I guess you kind of dabbled there. So who would you say has been your biggest kind of mentors and idols in your career path, and why? I think you kind of mentioned a few names. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, Tony Rotondo, he's a um, fantastic guy. So, so he'll, you know, I've met up with him a few times. He's a super nice guy too. Um, some of the technicians that I've seen, um, Terry, the one that I work with more and more these days, he's um, taught me things that, you know, I, 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 I can't learn at CPD. And um, his good friend, Ricky Lee, he's, he's a really, um, you know, fantastic technician. He, he's taught me a few things on implant prosthetics um just 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 because you know he he's so generous with his time you know um sabi you know probably like three years ago i just messaged him on facebook because i had all these burning questions and you know he was so nice that that, that he um bothered to reply you know and and that message probably went for you know six to nine months answering questions so, so all, all those guys have had you know huge impact i think awesome awesome yeah definitely i've had a chance to meet ricky before and i've, I've messaged sabi a few times definitely um definitely very open and um, um with communications and everything um so many people who follow you may not have known about any particular struggles you might have experienced during your cp or dental journey so far have there been any particular struggles I think struggles came with um, surgery and, and, and I think struggles came with um, doing bigger rehab cases because for me, um, I, I work in a clinical setting where I don't have someone that can bail me out, right? So, um, and, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. For me, um, I've just been doing CPDs to, to chase after mentors and, and learn things. And you look at some posts on Instagram or, or Facebook or even YouTube and, and, and you want to, you, you think this particular procedure is not that difficult and you try it and, and you know, it's much more difficult. And, and, and there, there's, there's things that you have to, um, I mean, those tips and tricks you only know from experience and a lot of it is, is very difficult to, to get out of if, if you're doing something that's, yeah, if you're doing surgical procedures. So um, I guess I guess the most difficult one was um, one of my earlier um, all four wisdom teeth cases. Lucky that it was on my best friend. Took like two hours. It was a big, you know, buff guy. But, but I, I think that was a great learning curve and got them all out eventually, but it was long appointment and I, I think my confidence level dropped down and maybe after half dozen cases my confidence level went up slowly again and then um you know placing implants your for your first you know, 10 20 it's very very difficult you know um so i think those surgical um dentistry has been i mean it's been very enjoyable um it's what i look forward to but um again it's it's been the struggles <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean i guess Constant i guess you got to come out of your comfort zone a little bit more each time to kind of make that progression right i mean you can't yeah, always be right. boxed in in that comfort zone especially when we're this kind of this early in it but it's 
good to know, um, you know, when you need help and you reach out to, to other people and you, I mean, for a lot of people, new grads in particular, they kind of get boxed in and they, you know, they might not have that mentor. They don't realize they need to go and reach out to other people. And I think what you did, you did that. And that's what's kind of helped you move forward. For sure. So um, what does your current ideal clinical day look like? You know, the type of procedures you might be getting up to? Um, on Fridays, I like to do wisdom teeth and implants. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like to do a bit of everything except for seeing children. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I used to love endo. I, I wanted to get into endo specialty when I first graduated, but um, it's probably something that I don't look forward to now. So, um, so I, I think I prefer to maybe do some reviews in the morning Um maybe consults before lunch in between, maybe I'll, I'll do some restorative procedures, whether it's a crown or, or um, you know, some fillings. I, I love doing fillings. Um, and then in the afternoon, um, maybe uh, like, like early afternoon, I'll, I'll prefer to do some sort of um, surgery. Um, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, you're not the only one that's mentioned, you know, endodontics has been something that um, they're passionate about when they're graduating. Even the previous guest of ours, um, Jonathan Michael, also said the same thing, um, okay. that they were passionate about endodontics um, before they came out. And would you say that was because of, you know, some of the tutors you had back um, at uni that was kind of, um, that kind of inspired you or you felt like, was there a particular reason why you felt like endodontics was the thing and then that kind of changed? Um, I, I, can, I can say that um, didn't get much mentorship or tutor um, experience at JCU with endo. But what I can say is that I, I think I was pretty lucky um, with first few cases in, in, in private practice. I, I um, you know, in, in retrospect, I, I don't think they were very complex, but, you know, first couple of upper six cases that's gone well, you think you're a hero and you think, oh, maybe, um, you know, I'm, I'm... You have a knack for it. <laughs> maybe. And, and, and I even went in to observe a couple of endodontists. And, but but what, what happened at a similar time is my interest in surgery and pros grew at a faster rate. So... Um, in comparison, the, the passion in endo kind of went away. Yeah, okay. So it was kind of like a slow transition. It wasn't that you were no, um, no longer interested in it. You were just growing more interested in another um, aspect of dentistry. I, I um, so share with us what you hope your ideal clinical and non-clinical day could look like in five years' time and you know what kind of CPT um, that you might be interested in getting into to kind of get you to that point. I think... Clinically, like I, I think I want to focus more on you know restorative and surgical work because um, I'm still seeing some kids and I don't know I, I feel bad for them because I don't know how to talk <laughs> to kids. <laughs> um, I I started doing some you know soft tissue surgery, connected tissues and free gingival grafts, and and it's 
fun. I, I really like doing it. So I, I want to, but, but I haven't done any CPDs on it. So um, I, I really want to do it. Last year, I was supposed to um, travel overseas and, and get some sort of holiday out of it whilst learning, but um, it all got cancelled. So yeah, perhaps in, in a couple of years, I, I, I want to do those CPDs. Um, five years time, non-clinical day, might be a dad. <laughs> so I have to spend time with the kid. <laughs> You're dropping bombs here now, eh? <laughs> um, let me... <laughs> I'm 34, so yeah. Still young, still young. So let's let's backtrack a few things here, hey? So you've mentioned that, you know, kids aren't, aren't particularly, um, you know, what you want to dabble in in dentistry. I don't think, I guess, a lot of new grads um, have to feel like they have to do, you know, enjoy all aspects of dentistry. I think, you know, I think it's fine to kind of narrow it down into those particular things that you like. I mean, dentistry is a long journey, isn't it? So you kind of want to spend more time on those things that you enjoy. So I don't think it's bad that you don't like kids. It just wasn't for you. Um, some of the things you also mentioned was, you know, particular courses overseas. Was there any particular course in particular um, that you were talking about? Oh, I, I really wanted to do Ricardo Kearns um, soft tissue course. It was in Brazil. I was gonna I was gonna travel by myself and um, do do some solo traveling after, but um, yeah, it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, is has there been any particular CPD that you felt that you didn't quite implement or wasn't as beneficial for you? at the time and you would do differently next time? Um, well, the only thing that I can think of is, I, I, I don't know if you know, but my, my first ever CP was Young Dentist Conference. And um, I put my name down in this raffle and I won um, a free course to, um, what's that aligner um, company? The, 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 it's Invisalign. It's not, not, not Invisalign. Um, Clear Correct. Clear Correct, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I went to that for free and I had zero on, um, you know, interest in it. And I, I, I fell asleep in the whole thing, you know. And <laughs> the orthodontist, I, I think he works in Blacktown. Um, you know, he, he, he saw me, you know, fall asleep numerous times. I felt so bad, but I couldn't help it because the night before I, I, I had something important on and... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, still, like, to this day, I don't have a huge passion in, in ortho. I, in fact, I don't know much about it, but um, I do know that it's very important to, to offer to patients. I always do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do a little bit of Invisalign, but as a pre-restorative. Um, yeah. But just, just yeah, pretty, pretty. I guess it's, I guess, I mean, you had, do you think you had to do it to realize you didn't want to do orthodontics or do you feel like you already knew beforehand that you had no interest in orthodontics, but you know, you, you got it. And so you might as well just attend it and see. Um, I think everyone's a bit different, but um, for me, for me, um, I probably don't have much capacity to be good at, you know, I mean, to, to be, to be an all rounder. So um, yeah, at the moment, I feel like I don't have much room to fit something else. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe the orthodontist might need to give you a double shot of coffee next time to get your attention. Hey? <laughs> triple shot, just to make sure you're lasting all the way. I, I, I can do triple shots. <laughs> Okay, so Dr. Ricky Liam, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, if you could yeah. let the people know uh, where they can find you or what's kind of going on in your life, you know, outside of COVID. I, I do have an Instagram account. Um, it's dr.rickylim. You can find me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. See ya. See ya. If you like this episode, Drop a comment below on your favorite part or leave a review. Don't forget to share it with your friends and we'll see you in the next episode of CP Junkie Podcast.